0: This is the Now and Future Show. I'm your host, Joshua Simpson. When I first happened upon Fire Tools, I really didn't know what to think. At first, I was kind of off-put. I was kind of shocked. The music was so strange and inaccessible to me. And that's how it is for a lot of people first coming upon Fire Tools. But the more that i listened the more i heard something so alien yet familiar within the music i felt like i could relate to it based simply on how strange it was fire tools is the project of angel mark lloyd uh, a musician a producer audio and visual professional and apparently a cat lover and coffee enthusiast based on a website i talked to angel over skype just as a pre-interview chat and to get a feel for who she was see she said that she was calling from the woods outside of chicago I saw stuffed animals on her bed. Her hair was this popsicle red color and she wore a tank top. She had tattoos, uh, three of which were different disembodied cat heads and uh, a Rush logo. A couple others I couldn't make out. My impression of her over the video call was of someone who thought a lot, really hard and really broadly. I intended for the chat to bring up deeper topics about the story of who Fire Tools was, but that never happened. Me and her talked about spirituality, about how she thinks of herself as a musician, about how music should be thought of. Those kind of topics, you know? She she was cool as well. She was cool as well. She was someone that I would like to like, run into on any given Saturday. Fire Tools is an Angel Mark Lloyd's only project. She also has non-local forecasts, Mind Spring Memories, one or two others. Non-local forecasts was actually featured as the first song on Sleep Party People's personal What I'm Listening To playlist. So, with all that in mind who who is angel markloyd who is she at least
1: at least in her own words who am i um <laughs> in a very zoomed out sense, I'd say I'm just consciousness manifesting as a human person, I guess, but ultimately, who I am, I feel is Um, just kind of a little individuation of one whole thing, which is everything. So I'm kind of like a little tiny part of it.
0: Angel is incredibly unique and interesting to say the least. She's an audiovisual professional, but she's mainly known for her work in music. She creates a ridiculous amount of content and often it feels insurmountable to get into. This wall of content really just stems from who she is. Um... Like a natural curiosity,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like there's just like this well of creativity that is always flowing, so and I mean, it's been there ever since I was a kid, um, you know if i if I didn't have an instrument, I was making something in my head or something, um so. Over the years, that's been consistent. Um, But let's see, what has developed? Yeah, I mean, some skill, I guess, and the mediums that I choose. I feel like Fire Tools is kind of a big milestone, though, because when that formed, I was making music in such a free... Unplanned way. I was just making whatever I wanted to make at the time. I wasn't like I'm gonna try and do a genre You know, and I've always done that I've always kind of just like picked some kind of a theme, but this is the first time I've ever just been like I'm gonna make songs I'm gonna like compose them and it's just gonna be whatever I feel like making
0: a big part of who a musician is is their music taste we output what we input we create what we consume Fire Tools is a project that visibly draws on a lot of different genres and styles. What if, this is the trope question, what are your musical influences, Angel?
1: You know what, I feel like too many people think that's a trope question, so they don't answer, or they don't ask it so they don't sound generic, but it's like, I mean, I love so much music. Yeah, so it, it's, it's, a, it's still an important question. It's a good question, yeah. Um, well... It's a, it's a loaded question, too, because there's so many answers. Um, I mean, I love so many different kinds of music, and I have favorites in so many different genres. Um,
0: I mean, Start me on smooth jazz and jazz fusion.
1: Yeah, I can do that. Um, well, I have a lot of favorites, but I think, I think ones that probably influence me the most. Um, I think uh, this guy, Richard Souther. Is one of my favorites. He's um, he's kind of like a. He went really synthy in the '80s and was really hardcore into the new age thing. But he's you know he's classically trained in classical and jazz, so uh, his music's got a lot of uh, jazz fusion in it. Um, I really like this guy, and most of these people like are not like big names. Um, I mean. You know, I love Miles Davis and everything, but, you know, I don't really talk about him very much.
0: Miles Davis, of course, being one of the legends of jazz music. Angel talks about how her entry into jazz music occurred at a young age, with stuff like corporate music and the backgrounds to commercials and television programming.
1: When I was really young, but it was such a, uh, a, it was an incidental exposure, and I never got into it. It just kind of it kind of got into my mind a little bit through overhearing it on the tv or something like that but it, it my parents weren't into it and i didn't have any exposure to it so i never like followed up with anything so when later in life when vaporwave started coming up it was bringing all those memories back and it i i would hear samples of songs i heard when i was really younger like i have vivid memories of actual weather channel broadcasts and then hearing those broadcasts like those songs sampled by telepath or whoever else and it was like holy shit like this is like and it would just invoke such a feeling in me i mean nostalgia was part of it but it was also a really emotional thing um so you vaporwave reminded me of it, so I started hunting for everything I could find. You know, it was, you know, sample IDing like as many telepath songs as I could find, but and that just got me started, and I could just go from there. And now, you know, it dominates my music collection. Like, if you
0: don't know what vaporwave is, vaporwave is a sample-based genre that draws very, very heavily upon nostalgia from the 80s and 90s often mixed in with a love-hate relationship for capitalist consumer culture. There are a thousand different subcategories of the genre that you don't really have to worry about, but it's an important part of internet culture. Angel seemed to hit the bill for who this music was aimed for. She was a millennial on the internet with memories of a time before. Telepath is one of the greats of the genre, coming a couple years after the scene started and still making music to this day. Angel is known not only for her work as a musician, but also a contributor to the genre of vaporwave. I attended a virtual event one night that was commemorating the release of a new album from Luxury Elite, another one of the greats of the genre. A lot of important vaporwave musicians featured, including legends like St. Pepsi and Death's Dynamic Shroud. Angel was there too, playing Fire Tools songs with her insane, maximalist visual presentations and highly intense music. It's harder to categorize Fire Tools as vaporwave, though. Fire Tools includes metal drums and vocals, noise music, and a high-fidelity aesthetic antithetical to the low-fidelity core of Vaporwave visuals. Fire Tools is included on in a lot of Vaporwave bills, but the most comfortable spot for this kind of music is the experimental genre. Mindspring Memories
1: is a project that Angel has that's explicitly Vaporwave, though. Uh, well, Mindspring Memories is uh, a sample only project, um, meaning there's no original composition besides what I arrange and all of the. Um, all of the processing, I mean, that's what everything is. That's what I mostly do is the processing um, of effects and like manipulating the audio. Um, so that's what that is. Um, I try to make uh, slightly jazzy, but mostly just really ambient, beautiful, emotional, moody, um, you know, so a lot of times uplifting, but not always, Um, you know, compositions that are really smooth. And there's typically a lot of repetition depending on the song or the song length or whatever, but I'm trying to invoke a feeling that I have inside me. And I feel like what it is, is memories of my childhood, but I'm sort of, It feels like the processing and the manipulation that I'm doing is sort of like what you would do if you were like squeezing like the juice out of a fruit, like you're trying to get everything out of it that you possibly can. Angel often talks about her music in a way that's very
0: internal. Mindspring memories has to do with exactly that, memories from childhood. Fire Tools is more of a spiritual and metaphysical journey though. Approaching this episode, I wanted to understand what exactly Fire Tools was about, until I realized that it's so deeply internal and relevant to Angel that I likely wouldn't be able to get my fingers in any real tangible holds on the content. She claims that there have been a few people that get parts of what she's going for, but she hasn't really met anyone that's gotten the whole picture. And perhaps Fire Tools is such a strange metaphysical concept exploration that we're really not supposed to get much of it. I also talked to Angel a little bit about her story, about how she got to where she is now. Tell me about Maryland.
1: Oh, um, it's really special to me. But I you were I, born I, there, right? Yeah, I was born there, Um and I grew up in an area that wasn't in a city. It was kind of a suburb, but maybe with a rural feel. Like there's enough people to make it a suburb, but it was just kind of low key, you know, not like super developed or anything. So, I'm I'm really kind of I was born into that atmosphere and I live for that atmosphere. That's like my thing. So I don't live in the city of Chicago anymore. Cause I moved from Maryland to Chicago and was like, holy shit, this ain't it. So I moved back to a, like a low key suburb <laughs> to get my sanity back.
0: So how long did you spend in Maryland?
1: 27 years (laughs) you lived there for 27 years in the yeah um i moved once but just next door (laughs) tell me about your
0: tell me about your friends there tell me about the music scene there
1: uh i feel like most of the people i was friends with uh when i lived there i'm not really friends with now except for a couple people
0: we had some technical difficulties with the interview right about here Angel reaffirmed that the friendship she'd had dissolved on good terms, though.
1: Yeah, it feels kind of like my old life because when I was there, um, most of what I was doing musically was more, I guess, like rock or punk or metal oriented, uh, to put it super broadly, without, you know, naming all the subgenres. Um, so I was like playing like instruments in a band with amps and drums and stuff, and. When I moved to Chicago, I, I really dove headfirst into making music uh, solo and electronically. I mean, I had solo projects before that, but I was like a band person, and when I moved here, it was like all solo stuff, mostly electronic, like using computers, mainly. So it's like such a dividing line. So like the the music that I was playing in Maryland, like all of those people, that community, I just kind of I just dipped out of it just like you know it was natural to do though um so I don't know um I felt really limited I guess by that community um because when I started making more experimental music there was kind of uh I, I tried to weasel my experimental music into like the punk community or whatever and uh, only a small fraction of people like took to it I felt like I was being kind of a nuisance, like trying to do noise sets at all the Screamo shows. Um, and I did that a bunch, and, you know, people pretended to like it, but I, it just, it was weird. So I just started to feel really out of place, started to lose a lot of interest in that scene, and kind of felt like I hit a brick wall.
0: After Angel moved to Chicago, she was able to find her scene. And Chicago actually has a thriving experimental scene, total badass bitch Laura Les calls the city her home, too. Tell me about some of the. Tell me about some of the people there. Tell me about Doug. Tell me about any other people that you work with.
1: Oh, well, Doug's one of the most incredible people on earth, for sure. Um, <laughs> I have text messages from him to read right now. Um, <laughs> the one showing up in the preview <laughs> says, "I'm very unknowledgeable," <laughs> so I don't know why he's saying that. But uh, yeah, he makes me happy. Um, Who is Doug?
0: Doug Kaplan is the co-founder of the record label Howsoo Mountain, a label that platforms for all kinds of interesting experimental music. Howsoo Mountain hosts some of Angel's work, and I got to talk to Doug.
2: I think the first time we met was at this, um, there's this amazing music festival in West Virginia that happens every year called Voice of the Valley that um, uh, my band Goodwill Smith played out a couple of times. and that is very much just like a gathering of like the tape label community, very much like um, centered around like Ohio noise music or the tabs out podcast. Um, what was
0: the, what was the, the festival called again?
2: It's called voice of the Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it still happened annually every year up until last year, um, put on by people in, that live in Ohio, but they put it on in West Virginia. Um, and the first time you met, I, at least the first time I remember meeting was there. And then um, Angel's partner was roommates with one of my and Max's best friends from college. So we were just hanging out a good amount and just seeing each other around a lot. And then I believe that the, um, the first album we worked on with Angel is Drip Mental by Fire Tools. And I believe that Angel just pitched us on it when we were like, set up next to each other at tables at, like, a record fair at the Empty Bottle. And mm-hmm. we were just, like, selling tapes and records there. And Angel was like, I'm going to send you this demo, blah, blah, blah. And um, it kind of all started from there.
0: Doug and Angel keep in routine cahoots as people in the same music scene, business relations, and also as friends.
2: Well, I think that the big thing this year is that Angel has, like, really worked hard to make it that like music is her career, that um, she's working every day mastering other people's music and is not working other jobs and is like now selling merch and and moving on. I think that for Angel she's gonna have these like flagship projects like specifically Fire Tools, Mindstream Memories, and non-local forecast that you'll likely be seeing like yearly releases from these projects and then seeing one other sort of like one other sort of like project from the many projects that she works with.
0: Doug mentioned that Angel does mixing and mastering work. I mentioned it earlier, but it's an important part of where Angel is now. For a while now she's been able to make a living off of her own work and her own creativity, going on tours, selling merch and working as a commissioned audio and visual professional it it really is a big deal especially for an independent creator like angel i asked her what it was like
1: it's crazy um it's crazy because i just never thought it was possible um i don't know i just um i decided to start trying to like do it as a business and i was learning a whole lot you know trying to to perfect my music and train myself to be able to mix and master my own music. But I, um, I realized I was good at it and I started, you know, charging a little bit to do it for friends and, and, um, it just kind of took off. And I always, before that, I always had the belief that I would just have to like work a job for the rest of my life. And, um, I don't know, something in me was just like, you should You should try to do this for real. And I guess at first I thought it was going to be something where I could, you know, take off work a few days a week to just kind of balance it out um, and stay in my day job as a, you know, a backbone. But it, it kind of started to blow up really quickly. And um, it kind of took over to the point where, like, I, I had a bunch of work in November, so I was taking days off of work and stuff. And then in December, I had a tour to do. It was just like only like eight days, so I went on tour and I came back and I never went back to work because I just had too much work to do. And I would check in with my job like every few weeks and be like, "Yes, I'm still busy. Like, sorry." And it's been like that nonstop, but. The thing is, it's, like, I'm not getting too much work, though. I'm getting, like, just enough, so it's creepy. (laughs) And, like, I mean, when I say just enough, not just enough if I want to buy a house. I want to buy a house, so it's, you know, I'm working on expanding it and, you know, things like that. So I'm not, like, settling where I am right now. But it's, like, you know, I'm, like, consistently booked, like, a week out or so. Sometimes two weeks, sometimes a few days
0: Angel's out here doing her thing as a musician and a mixer and mastering professional, and I just think that's cool as hell. I also want to talk a little bit about her growth as a musician, though, too. Most of the stuff that you can find on band camp occurs after she moved to Chicago, after she dropped out of the band scene and moved inward to more solo and electronic stuff. Doug has worked with or around Angel for five albums on both non-local forecasts and fire tools.
2: Well, one thing I will say is that the production... And the sort of like sophistication of sound, sophistication of just um, work that is done um, in the computer is just so much more intricate, Um, not only just like from the audio recording point of view, but from MIDI and just mixing and just like the sound of Fire Tools from Drip Mental to Rainbow Bridge. You know, a lot of the sort of, um, a lot of the stylistic things are already there on Drip Mental. You know, we have like... Like metalcore breakdowns, sample-based, like queasiness, like some sort of like electro-industrial poppy hooks. You know, like a lot of the sort of like puzzle pieces are there that that appear on all of the subsequent albums. But I think that the sort of production has gotten a lot better, and it's it's just becomes more um, more distilled. Like the the songs all feel more like songs versus like compositions that have these sections. It's like very much, um, it just continues to like level up, um, in, in small ways. But I would say that the biggest way is just the general sound universe is just much more lush and sophisticated and professional.
0: I, whenever I, whenever I listened to fire tools, I, uh, I started out listening to fire tools on really crappy earbuds. Right. And then whenever I got better headphones, I listened to it again and I'm like, Oh my goodness. There's, so, there's so much more, there's so much more. It's, it's very intricate music. And that's, that's a lot of why I like it. So, um, what about, yeah, what about they're... her growth in uh like popularity wise? I, I remember looking at a at house U mountains uh, website and seeing a lot of articles and pieces on her.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, it's now been, I guess, like four years that we've been working on angel albums every year. And um, the, the fan base has grown exponentially. Um, I mean, Angel had a large fan base to begin with because of just all the people that followed Rainbow Bridge over the years. But um, definitely in the last like four years, it's just reached a um, critical mass. I think that um, um, that me and Max are very much like publicity focused for being like a pretty small label. So I think that in the last couple of years, she's been able to get a lot more press than before, but um, I know that even before that, that there were very strong sales, that there's just a lot of people that have been clued into what she's doing for a long time, paying attention to the various projects and just following her as she kind of moved through like the DIY world. Um, so I, I think that things just kind of grow incrementally and that, that's kind of, like, our label philosophy, too, is, like, we just want things just to kind of, like, slowly build and not have things get out of hand and just have things um, feel like they're on, like, a natural natural curve.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, I, I mean, it, it, that, that's kind of, like, hard for me to, like assess. like, how has it grown? I mean, I, of, of course, there are, like, lots more people that are just, like, on, like, a surface level aware of the project um, but, like, I'm, I'm so wrapped up on, like, the inside of it that in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, Fire Tools. Like, everyone knows that shit. Like, I think about Fire Tools every day of my life. Like Yeah, yeah, um, same. So it's, it's a little bit like um, the, the way that, like, the way this whole, like, sort of experimental music community is that, like, you could have a group of, like, a thousand people that think that someone is, like, totally famous and then, like, they still are just, like, completely unknown otherwise. That we're in this maximum era of, like, everyone's in their own little bubble and like in our little bubble it's like fire tools is the best like and um there's still like people that are like really into music that like stylistically overlaps with it that like have never it never like bubbled up on their feed or whatever Mm -hmm.
0: the the thing about the bubbles yeah it's true but that honestly that's just how it is whenever it comes to artists and creators in general there are well-recognized people in small, little communities everywhere on the internet. My friend has twenty thousand followers on TikTok and a niche that she won't tell me about. Angel Mark Lloyd is a good musician and a charming one as well, and her fan base has been growing, like Doug said. Are you happy?
1: Uh, well, this is a multi-dimensional question. I'm gonna. <laughs> really I'm is. gonna say yes and no, but it's not as boring as as that. It's more than that. It's like. Ultimately, um, I don't know. I'm extremely happy for, um, w- with the circumstances uh, of my life, for sure. Um, I'm I'm really lucky in a lot of ways and um, I have a lot of comfort and I have some stability and I'm making music and I'm working with music and, you know, I have, my cats and my partner and, you know, there's there's so many great things. And I'm, you know, really happy about that. But, you know, I'll also be brutally honest. I mean, I have a whole lot of pain <laughs> inside, unhealed pain for sure. And I would say that, that sort of um, makes being happy difficult when that is, when it has more of a handle on me than I would like and you know um, my whole life's journey is working through that so um,
0: do you put your pain into your music
1: yeah for sure I mean that's not the only place it goes though because if that was the only place then I wouldn't be getting any better and there's a lot of artists that do that and they think it's helping them but really they're just feeding it but I put it in my music absolutely but You know, I'm also, you know, in therapy. I'm also constantly trying to work on it. I'm, you know, very, uh, probably overly involved with it. Um, So, you know, music isn't, music isn't the answer. You know, I, I would love to put music up on a pedestal and be like, music is like the reason I live. Music is like what gets me through the day, stuff like that, that's all bullshit, that's not true. I mean, music is like one of my favorite things, but like, I don't know, if you were like, do you want music or cats, I'd probably pick cats.
0: (laughs) Angel Mark Lloyd is an incredibly interesting person, and I wish her all the best of luck. Despite the inaccessibility of her music at times, there's no doubt that there's a crazy amount of creativity and thought that goes into it. She says that she'll work on a song up until the deadline, which holds true to Da Vinci's quote that art is never finished, only abandoned. Fire Tools is a journey that has grown with her, and I can only imagine what kind of insane and beautiful things this organism will concoct in the future. The Now and Future show is made by me, Joshua Simpson. Huge thanks to Angel Markeloid for tolerating me as I figured all this stuff out with her as my test dummy. Thank you to Doug Kaplan, thank you also to Chris Condy. and sorry for being a douche. Thank you to Alex Kurt and Adam Bocart at my university for helping me out with some sound stuff. Opener Music is by the worryingly elastic Jackie Extreme, who you can find on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, and most other places civilized people get their music. Credits Music is by me, and it's probably temporary. And thank you. Thank you again for tuning in. I'll see you when I see you.